What happens when the digital and the tangible collide? If I could erase one social media platform for a day, I would erase Snapchat from the last dance of high school. If I could have let go and not have to look for certain photo ops and make sure that I had the perfect photo to post. Does the digital always steal away precious moments? Or can it make a way for them to happen? We are excited to spend time together, whether that's making TikToks, doing sports, doesn't even matter. I didn't like how that went out on social media and how I couldn't see what others were seeing. The digital doesn't always override reality. Sometimes it is reality. My name is Randy Baltzer, and this is Social Media and Ourselves. Humans don't only live in one world. There's the tangible world, the table under our arms, the coffee steaming nearby, and a new frontier has emerged, one more final than space. It's digital. New platforms, new ways to engage, new people that you won't meet in the tangible. We're reminded constantly that the screen in front of us is not the real world. But what happens when one world starts appearing more real than the other? What happens when the digital and the tangible collide? The digital overwhelms the real world. With the engrossing nature of swiping, liking, and commenting, I get sucked into the digital until I look at the clock and realize I'm up a lot later than I thought. Plans get derailed, and any productive goals I had for the day are forgotten as soon as I open TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram. The digital is why people get into fender benders, and we just can't go to the bathroom without our phones. Teachers even collect cell phones before class just to get the undivided attention of students. Losing access to the digital is met with groans and even gasps of horror. But occasionally, students wish for a split with the digital themselves. I use social media on average probably four hours a day. Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter are my three biggest. Most of the information I receive from these applications are not really beneficial necessarily, but they do provide entertainment. Question I've thought of a lot recently if I could erase one social media platform for a day, what would it be and why? The answer is quite simple. I would erase Snapchat from the last dance of high school. It seemed like everyone was on their phone, including myself. This should have been a time to connect even more with the kids you grew up with and may not see for a very long time. I guarantee less communication was going on because the use of Snapchat in the ballroom that night. A day in my life where I wish there was no social media platforms for Instagram would be the night of prom. Sometimes I get really stressed out about making sure that I fit the Instagram norms and have a picture to post for all my special occasions. I got really stressed that night of prom about making sure my hair looked good and makeup was done well along with getting a trendy outfit that looks good from all angles and in particular lighting. Sometimes I feel like I can look great in an outfit in my appearance, but then Instagram can take that away when I compare myself to all the other people on Instagram. Prom is supposed to be the night everyone fills Instagram feeds with cute dates and dresses and great large friend groups, and it made me feel very insecure that I had to fit that standard night of prom. It would have been much more fun if I could have let go and not have to look for certain photo ops and make sure that I had the perfect photo to post on the night of prom. That is my story. I didn't have a smartphone until I was 18, so all the silly, embarrassing memories I have of school dances live in my mind 
and in some low-quality pictures from the student council. Luckily, I don't think anyone has pictures of me dancing in the rain at prom. Outrageous pop music, lots of sweat, and dancing with your friends in a dehydrated frenzy are becoming things of the past. Rather than coming home physically drained from partying with classmates, teens come home looking as perfect as they did when they left, with only a drained phone battery as proof of a good time. The digital is pervasive. It takes real tangible moments and replaces them with gratuitous swiping. Things that should be remembered by our bemused adult selves become lost. Memories are drowned in a sea of endless social media posts. Does the digital always steal away precious moments? Or can it make a way for them to happen? The 21st century is a hectic place that moves so fast, I forget to take a moment to soak in where I am. But then the unthinkable happened. When COVID-19 hit in 2020, the world paused. Illness, loss, economic troubles, and hardship drew human attention back to our core values. I saw people who normally rush through things be still, stay home, and look up from the rat race. For students, this meant our spring break never ended. School was moved from the tangible into the digital, and with the switch, some of us got to experience precious moments. COVID-19 has affected my life in many ways. And although I've been quarantined and kept in my house, it has not all been bad. I live at my mom's with my younger brother, Calvin, who is 12 years old. He is a competitive soccer player and is usually busy five days a week with soccer and school and friends and video games and all of that stuff in the life of a 12 year old boy. So since we've been quarantined together and my parents are still going into work, we have kind of been forced to spend a lot of time together, whether that's doing chores, working out, baking, cooking, doing crafts, doesn't even matter. We've been doing everything together. We started working out together since he has a strict workout regimen with his soccer and I think it's a great opportunity to work out more for myself. So we've been doing lots of workouts on YouTube, we've been running almost every day, and it has definitely brought us closer together. I think the best part of quarantine is how much we've been able to bond. We bake together, we've made cakes, cupcakes, cookies, you name it, we've probably baked it, which isn't great for our health, but has been great in bringing us closer together. We are excited to spend time together, whether that's making TikToks, or playing outside, doing sports, doesn't even matter. We just kind of are enjoying each other's company and I'm actually super grateful for this time with him. Since I went to college, I haven't talked to him very much and we seem to be drifting apart. But now that I'm home and we'll be here all summer with him, um, we have definitely grown closer together again. He's also at the age where I really don't wanna miss these big parts of his life. He's in sixth grade. He's getting better and better at soccer. And I really don't want to miss watching him play or helping him with homework or any of those things that I will be missing out on since I moved thousands of miles away. So for me, quarantine has been difficult at times, especially with this remote learning. And I have eight classes to take and it is very difficult to juggle all of these classes and chores and working out and still keeping in touch with friends and family. 
I think that quarantine has taught me to appreciate what I have and to remember how important family is now that I've been spending so much time with them. And in a way, it has kind of been the best possible thing for me. A lot of people I know were mad that a whole college year was stolen by the pandemic. A friend of mine at a university on the East Coast told me that her peers feel robbed of the Ivy League experience. However, because of the shift from the tangible to the digital caused by COVID-19, the student was able to deepen her bond with her brother Calvin. If school hadn't been restructured, she would have missed a precious time in her brother's life. She would have missed all the baking, exercising, and bonding that comes from being together. In a time so fraught with difficulties and pain, something beautiful occurred. Two siblings grew closer. The digital made it possible for the student to have experiences she would have lost. When the digital and the tangible collide, wonderful things can happen. I have this idea that the digital is fake. Somehow, the tangible seems more authentic to me than what I see on my screen. Yet the tangible can be anything but real. What I see or am told isn't always true. In some cases, I've caught on to the trick. People say they're fine and it confirms they're not. But in a lot of ways, I'm side-blinded by the facades people wear. Sometimes I'm the one who puts on a show, and other times I'm the one who believes it as an audience. My best guy friend in the seventh grade asks in a panicked voice, you don't like me, do you? And I lie and say, of course not. Even as disappointment floods my veins, the popular girl in class accepts an invitation to my birthday party with a smile and then rips it up as soon as I turn my back. The cute boy at work flirts with me, then I find out he has a serious girlfriend. Those are all things I've experienced. People skirt around the things that are difficult to say. People put on a mask, and most of the time that mask stays in place. When we're unmasked through the digital world, it can be quite shocking to our audience. I began dating this guy in April of um, 2018 and we met each other because of our really, really close friend and um, I find out later on in like May that she really didn't like us being together but she would act completely normal in front of us, like um, acted like she liked us being together and we would just hear these snide comments that weren't true and it was really confusing to our friendship um and then one day i realized that she had blocked me on um, her fake instagram account and one of my friends still followed her and she would show me the post on there and she would just vent about how much she hated me and my boyfriend together and how we're such fake friends and how we were just um very toxic towards her and that was really, it really hurt my feelings because I thought she was fine with it. I thought she liked us being together. And a lot of the people that I'm friends with also follow her on her fake Instagram account. So I know that they were seeing all the stuff she was saying about me and they were probably thinking very poorly of me. And I never wanted to share my side of the story. So they only saw her side. So I feel like a lot of people saw what she said about us and everyone just started thinking of me differently and I noticed people would not be as nice to me as they would be. They would bring up my friend 
who posted about me and be like oh are you two okay and i would just be like yeah we're fine like i don't really know what the problem is but i didn't like how that went out on social media and how i couldn't see what others were seeing and i'm glad my friend did show me that because it was good to see and i later confronted her about it that she was angry but it was sad that she couldn't say these things to my face. Thank you. The digital can shatter our perceptions by shedding light on dark places. This student had a friend who allowed her to glimpse a part of the digital world she had been banned from, and the experience was jarring. Someone she trusted had been putting on a mask in the tangible. It could only be lifted when viewed from the digital. The digital doesn't always override reality. Sometimes it is reality. The tangible world and the digital world seemed like two very distinct places to me. One was viewed through screens, the other was seen from my seat in a comfy armchair as I talked into a microphone. When the two collided, I expected a fight for dominance, but often the two can work together and inform one another. What really happens when the digital and tangible worlds collide is that we discover they're quite similar and share a lot of the qualities we thought were unique. The digital can be authentic and real. The tangible can be cold and merely a facade. Thank you. That's my story. It has kind of been the best possible thing for me. Thank you.